Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 tonight. Appreciate all the good singing and uh, like that song they just sung, through it all, amen. God has been faithful. And I'm not going to preach very long to you tonight, but I will preach. Uh, I want to pick up a little bit where we left off this morning and um, preach uh, again tonight a message I pray that will help us. And, uh, you know, I need help tonight in my home. And uh, that doesn't mean your home's in trouble just because you need help. And, uh, but I always need help. And I feel like we're living in that day when the home is under attack. Ephesians chapter 5 this morning or this evening. And appreciate all the good singing. Appreciate the presence of the Lord. And uh, thank God for our church. Amen. The Lord has been so good to us. And I praise Him for that tonight. And we'll look here in Ephesians 5 and verse number uh, 17. The Bible says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is also the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish, so ought men to love their wives, even or their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall uh, shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we want to thank you tonight for your presence. Thank you tonight for your goodness. God, for what you did this morning, we praise your name for that. And we ask you, Lord, if you would again, help us tonight for these next few moments around the Word of God, and we'll give you glory and honor. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach tonight on this subject, on the number one home security system. The number one home security system. I think in this text tonight, what Paul lays out is the very answer and the very key, not to the, just to the Christian life, but it's the key to our home. When you think about the sermon that was preached this morning and we think about the instructions that God gives us through His Word, 
It would be very easy to go home this afternoon and to think to yourself, well, I need to do this and I need to do that. As a wife, I need to start doing these things that was mentioned in the in the sermon this morning. As a husband, you could go home and think, well, I need to start doing these things that the preacher preached about and that he preached on. And even as a young person, you could think, well, I need to start doing better for my mom and my dad and doing all of these things. But can I just stop you for a moment and say that if that if you to go home with that mentality, I can already tell you you're going to fail. Can I get an amen right there? And it's very hard when you live the Christian life doing and doing and doing. Amen? Uh, Listen, I'm glad that God gives us instructions and He does tell us that there's things that we ought to do and there's things that we ought not to do and we understand that. But it's a whole lot easier uh, to to be the wife that God wants you to be than to try to do and to be the wife that God wants you to be. It's a lot easier to just be the husband or to be the young person, the, the child that God God wants you to be. You say, well, preacher, I don't quite understand. If I do all these things, then I will be the wife God wants me to be. If I do all these things, then I'll be the husband or the young person that God wants me to be. I want to tell you, friend, there's a lot of people that are doing all of them things, but yet they're still not the wife. They're still not the husband because the key, the answer is not in what we can do, but the answer is in what we can be. Amen? And can I tell you, it's a whole lot easier to just be what God wants you to be in the Christian life than to spend your Christian life trying to do. Amen? And the answer to that, you say, preacher, what does that mean? It simply means this, that in Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6, God uh, gives us the answer uh, to the number one home security system because he deals with the wife, he deals with the husband, and he deals with the children. And every bit of this is linked back to one thing. It's this one thing only. And if you and I can get this this morning this evening I promise you you'll be the wife God wants you to be you'll be the husband God wants you to be you'll be the child the the teenager the young person that God wants you to be you say well preacher what is the answer the answer to that is being filled with the Holy Spirit amen you see that's what the layout of this text is Paul says let us uh, uh, wherefore be you not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is amen you see the more we understand about the Christian life then other things begin to fall into place. Isn't that right? I mean, friend, if we'll just be what God wants us to be. Now, I want to stop and say this. It's the will of God for everyone to be saved. Isn't that right? The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse number 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So it's the will of God for for all men to be saved. And then it's the will of God for us to be separated. He said, come out from among them and be a separate saith the Lord. In Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, he said and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's the will of God to be saved. It's the will of God to be separated. It's the will of God to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I mean a few weeks ago I preached on this very subject out of Galatians chapter number 5 about walking in the Spirit but before we can walk in the Spirit 
Spirit uh, correctly, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that is what Ephesians 5 deals with. Now, if you and I are going to be filled with the Spirit tonight, there are three things that we've got to understand. If you'll get these three things tonight, I promise you it will help you, but it'll not just help your heart. Your heart. It'll help your home tonight. Amen? It'll help you as a young person. It'll help you as a husband. It'll help you as a wife. Paul lays this out, and all of this is woven within the walls of the home because Paul knew that a marriage and a home could not be what God intended for it to be unless it was a spirit-filled home. Amen? It's the will of God that we bring the spirit-filled life home. Amen? You say, preacher, what do we need to understand? Number one, we ought to understand the reasons for the spirit-filled life. Amen? What are the reasons for the spirit-filled life? Well, first of all, it's because the first reason is opportunities. Notice what he said in verse number 16. He said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Every day is an opportunity, amen? You see, when you go to work tomorrow and you start that job, God is giving you an an opportunity to serve him. He's giving us an opportunity to live for him. And there's opportunities that are gonna be in our pathway. And one of the reasons we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit is so that we'll be sensitive to the Spirit, we'll hear the Spirit's voice, and we do not let those opportunities slip through our fingertips, amen? And so we ought to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the first reason. A second reason to be filled with the Holy Spirit is obedience, amen? Notice what he said in verse number seven or verse number 19. He said in verse number 19 or verse number 18, and be not drunk with wine when is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, amen? The reason we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit is because it's obedience to the Word of God, amen? I'm telling you, listen, this is not an option, but this is a command for every one of us that we are to be filled with the Spirit of God each and every day of our life. You say, well, preacher, how do I get filled with the Spirit? You surrender to God's will. You commit to God. You you sell out to the Lord, and you let God fully work in your life. And so we see here that the first reason is opportunities. The second reason is obedience to the word of God. Now the question is this morning or this evening for all of us is do you want to obey the word of God? Then the first step of obedience for a child of God is that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. That we allow him to control our life. And you say, preacher, uh, why do I need to be filled? Obedience, opportunities, and then let me say this, obligations. And this is where it comes into the home tonight. You see, when you think about the home, there are several obligations that's within the home. Uh, He deals with that. And there's a lot of obligations, not just in the home. Paul deals with several obligations. One of those obligations tonight is worship, amen? If we're gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit, if we're gonna worship God correctly, then we ought to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you come to church, you ought to come to church, spirit-filled. Somebody say amen. Not full of sleep, not full of doubt, not full of, listen, anger, not full of the world, but you ought to be filled with the Spirit, amen? If you're gonna get filled with the Spirit before church, uh, 
You're going to have to pray on your way to church. I, I know on Wednesday night you may work late and it may get hard and, and you may just get off work and have to, uh, to do everything you can to get here, but you can pray in the car uh, from, your work, from your job site to where you're coming. You ought to put a good CD in after a long day's work uh, and set a little bit of atmosphere in your, in your automobile from there to here. And listen, you ought to push some things aside and just have a little quiet time of meditation. And if you get off work early, you ought to find you a place to pray and pray for the service. Isn't that right tonight? I mean, even on Sundays, you ought to get up early enough so that you can pray for the services and, and so you can prepare your heart for the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God and then pray in the afternoon. I mean, don't go home and go in a coma all afternoon uh, and listen, sleep all the way up till church time and then rush here to the house of God and listen, you still got the boogers in your eyes uh, on Sunday night because you've been in a coma all afternoon. You're not going to get no help like that. I mean, I'm not against you taking a nap if you got to, uh, but listen, y'all to spend some time in prayer and prepare your heart. Come to church ready when you get here. Isn't that right? And when you're tired on a Sunday night like we all are tonight, stick with it. Amen. Say amen because it's just right. Just get something out of the service. You say, boy, it's been the end of a long day. You're not telling me nothing, amen? But I'm telling you, friend, I'm still glad to be in church on Sunday night. There's a lot of other places I could be, but I don't want to be nowhere else. I'm glad to be in church. In fact, I'd rather be in church tired and wore out as be sitting down at the house or over in a hospital room somewhere or down at the funeral home, amen? I mean, it's just good to be amongst the living tonight and we have an obligation and spirit Spirit-filled life will help you in that obligation of worship. It'll help you not only in your worship life, but it'll help you in your wedded life. Amen. It'll help the wife to submit to her husband, and it'll help the husband to love his wife. Amen. Now tonight, sometimes it can be hard, ladies, to submit to your husband. No matter how spirit-filled you are, Decisions come, things happen, and your husband's walking by faith, but you are walking uh, by double faith because as he's trusting God, you're trusting him that he is trusting God and that he knows the will of God. And sometimes it can be hard to submit. That doesn't mean you're rebellious. That doesn't mean that you want it your way. It just means sometimes in life, uh, and let me stop and say this, I think any spirit-filled man is going to have a decent conversation with his wife and, and get her uh, her ideas and, and things about life. I'm not talking about being barbaric tonight and saying, I'm the man of the house and it's my way or the highway. I don't think there's nothing spiritual about that tonight. I think two people that love each other will pray together about decisions that they make in life. They'll have conversations about those decisions but at the end of the day every spirit filled man knows the responsibility is on his shoulders to make, do the right thing and do what is best and every spirit filled woman knows that she has to submit to the authority of her husband and has to follow him even when sometimes she does not understand. You know, that's difficult enough within itself. But it is easier when you're filled with the Spirit of God. And sometimes it might be hard. A man that loves his wife, his love for her is unconditional. It never changes. Isn't that right? 
But sometimes circumstances can happen in life that may cause the man to have a hard time showing the love that he needs to show. And there are variances in that. I'm not going to deal with that tonight. But a spirit-filled man will be reminded to love his wife. And you see, love tonight is a choice. Amen? And I know that when you love somebody, you love them, you love your wife, you love your husband. But if you're not careful, what will happen is you'll just take that love for granted. And you know what you'll do? You'll just go right on through life thinking everything's okay while all the while things are not okay. And and you'll just uh, you'll take for granted what God has given you, and you'll not nurture that love. Amen. You'll not uh, you'll not make that love richer. You know that's the way it is when you get married. You start out loving each other, but you really don't know what life is about. You really don't know what real love is about. I mean, you have a you have a love for each other, but the further you go through life, uh, and the more you serve God and you walk with God, the deeper and the more richer your love grows uh, for God and for each other. If you're filled with the Spirit, amen? Now, a man that mistreats his wife, as I said this morning, there's one, there's one problem with that. He has a spiritual problem. That's why he don't love his wife like he should. Man, I feel like I'm preaching in a Presbyterian church tonight. Y'all pray for me. Maybe you're just listening really good. I don't know. But I'm telling you, a man that uh, maybe he don't talk bad about his wife, maybe he doesn't put his wife down, but he just don't never reach over and put his arm around her. He don't ever say nothing sweet to her. He don't ever say nothing nice. He doesn't say anything bad, but he doesn't ever show any affection. That man's in real trouble, amen? He's in trouble spiritually. Well, the more you love God, the more you appreciate your wife. The more you'll love your wife, the more that you'll find it easier for that husband and that wife to love and to submit to each other. But spirit, a spirit-filled life helps the home, amen? It helps the wedded life, amen? And I want to tell you tonight, that's an obligation. We have an obligation to love our wives. We have an obligation to submit to the husband. I mean, that is, a, that is a biblical principle in the word of God that may seem outdated in this world, but it's still updated in heaven, friend. And every happy home is a home, my friend, where the husband's loving the wife, the wife is submitting to the, children, uh, to the husband, and the children are obeying the parents. Amen? Now, that's heaven on earth. Amen? When you've got everybody pulling in the right direction and everybody, you know, you can have that tonight, but it doesn't begin, listen, it does not begin by reading a thousand books about how to have a happy home. I'm going to tell you where it begins tonight. Taking that chapter I'm preaching out of and applying it to your life. You can go, listen, I understand there are situations where that you have, people have to have counseling. I'm not against that by no means. But I will tell you this tonight. If you'll do what that book says, and if you'll apply that book to your life, you will have a happy home. You, you'll love your wife more than you've ever loved your wife. You'll submit to your, you'll give your husband a heart attack. He'll wake him up on Saturday morning and say, Honey, do you want eggs with those biscuits? <laughs> I mean, things change when you have a right relationship here. You have a right relationship here. Oh, you may snap. You may, you may have a little spat. 
But they're not calling the law down at your house. Amen. There's not 17 cop cars in your front yard, amen, and you and her on the front porch, amen, with, with, with your fist balled up, amen, screaming and yelling. That's not, that's not the idea of a happy home, amen. Brother, I don't know about you, but if you gave me 17 reasons or 17 steps on how to have a happy home, I'm going to fail. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. How many of you, I'm looking at some of y'all, amen. I mean, I'm glad there's not 17 steps. It's to get right with God, surrender to Him, have a full, a right relationship with God. You'll love your wife, have a right relationship with God. You'll submit to your husband. Why? Because you're not doing, you're just being what God wants you to be and other things falls in place, amen? You don't gotta go home after the sermon this morning and say, well, I gotta start cooking more. I gotta start cleaning the house more. You don't go home and say, well, I gotta start telling her I love her. Reckon I'll sell a pistol and tell her, no, y'all ain't doing that. I know that anyway, Amen. Already heard about that. You know what? Man, if you got to do, 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 that's miserable. It's a whole lot easier to get on your face in the morning and read a few chapters and say, God, I can't be the husband. I can't be the wife. But there's an obligation. And I'm not wanting to do it out of obligation, but I feel the responsibility. I want to. Be the best husband I can be. I want to be the best wife I can be. Lord, I'll fail at this today if you don't help me. So I surrender to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. You know what? It changes the way you talk to each other. In fact, the longer you live together, the more your spouse will be able to tell on days when you're closer to God and when you're not as close to God. There's the obligation to the wedding life. There's the obligation to the work life. Amen. You, the Bible says here that servants will be obedient to them, to their masters in chapter 6 and verse number 5, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, singleness of heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. You'll give an honest day's work when you're filled with the Spirit. You'll want to work right and treat everybody right on the job. Oh, cussing Joe down there that never has nothing good to say. You'll have compassion on him when you're filled with the Spirit. It's the key to a happy home. Amen. It's the number one home security system tonight is that whenever we're filled with the Spirit, that's what safeguards. Listen to me. Uh, wife, you can be everything or do everything that a wife is supposed to do. But if you don't pray for your husband to be filled with the Spirit, some husbands, I said this morning, will come along and she'll try to woo his heart. But if he's walking with God and you're praying for him to walk with God, it'll be a benefit to him. He'll look her right in the face and tell her to go another way. Amen. I'm talking about, hey, husband, if you're praying for your wife, they want some of the other man get her ear if you're praying for her and you're filled with the spirit and she's filled with the spirit she won't want some other man's attention amen she'll want she'll love you for who you are and she'll love you and that's the key to it tonight you've got to be filled with the spirit in order to be what God wants you to be and those are the reasons for being filled with the spirit what about the requirements tonight let me give you this the first requirement is total commitment a drunkard is totally committed to the wine total surrender as he puts his lips to the bottle, he surrenders to that alcohol. I want to say tonight, God wants us to be filled with the Spirit. It's total commitment to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Total surrender tonight to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's taking your hands 
off the wheel and saying, God, you do what you want to do. Yeah, Lord, you, you, you steer me in the right direction. Oh, tonight, have you fully surrendered to God? If you've not surrendered to God, then you'll fail in every area of your life. I'll fail in every area of my life as a pastor, as a husband, as a father. I mean, as a Christian tonight, total surrender is victory for the child of God. When we give up is when God will work through us and will work in us what we could never be within ourselves. It's when we must die daily. We must ask God daily for help. You say, well, preacher, I was a pretty good husband yesterday. Bought her a dozen roses. Didn't fuss at her. Even picked up after myself. Didn't even leave no hair in the, in, in the sink. I was a good husband yesterday. Yeah, today's a new day. If you got to do that every day, that's going to be hard, isn't it? But when you surrender to God, the things that seem so hard, they come so natural. You know why that is? Because it ain't me doing it. It's not you doing it. It's God doing it through us. Amen. You won't be ugly to her when you're filled with the Spirit. You know, the pressures of life that will mount upon you from time to time that would usually cause you to break or would cause you to worry, that would cause you to nag him or trouble him or, or drive him up a wall. When instead of that, faith will be there and it'll build faith in your life. And though fear may be there, you'll be able to have a conversation with your husband in a way that doesn't end, way, end bad at the end of the day. You'll be able to say what God would want you to say. You won't stumble over them words and, and cause that argument. You'll be more patient with her. You'll be more understanding to her even though you may never understand what she's talking about. You'll be more understanding to her needs. Tell you fellas something you can take to the bank with you. Women never really say what they mean. Who said that? But they always mean what they say. You know why that is? I'm going to tell you why that is. Thank God, God made men and he made women. Somebody say amen. amen. And I don't care what the world says. He made men. He made men. And he made women. Isn't that right? I'll tell you if, you, if you don't know what you are, see me after the service. I can tell you in about two minutes. Amen. And there's no question about it, amen? We're living in a society. You're not a man trapped in a woman's body and you're not a woman trapped in a man's body, amen? I mean, listen, that'd make a buzzard puke, amen? I'm telling you, friend, listen, uh, you, listen. God makes boys and he makes girls and they grow up into men and they grow up into women, isn't that right? And that's the way it is. And it's one man and one woman for one lifetime. Uh, hey, listen, that's how everybody gets in this world. Isn't that right? No mistakes about that. We're living in a warped society today. But I want to tell you something. I'm glad that the makeup of a man and a woman are different. If the whole world was just men, it'd be a mess. You know why? Because men don't have that many emotions. I mean, we go through life and basically, you know, we, we want to eat. Is that right? We want a few things. I mean, we just want to live life and, and we, want to, we want to go to work and we, 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 you know, we, we want to rest and we want to eat and we want to go to work and we want to rest. And, and you know, that's pretty much life, isn't it? 
and we roll with the punches and sometimes we get knocked down and we just get up and we, you know, men don't try to figure stuff out. We, as far as why it happened, we just gotta figure out how to get out of the ditch. Isn't that right? We're not sitting there trying to analyze how we got in the mess. We're just trying to dig ourselves out. I mean, that's just the way men are. They're just trying to get through the day and fix the day and do what they're supposed to do. But women's altogether different. God made them different. God gave them emotions and he gave them a lot of emotions. And they're sensitive creatures. Come on now, say amen. Don't you get scared on me. Scared on me. I'm, I'm thankful women have emotions tonight. They're more, they're more complex, and I don't mean that in a downgrading way. You know, my wife will ask me, she'll, she'll have a, you know, she'll decorate something. She'll say, what do you think about that? And I'll say, that looks good to me. As long as everything's straight and lined up, it looks great to me. Man, I don't know about colors and things like that. I mean, don't this look great? The only thing I'm concerned about when I look at this, though, is making sure everything's straight. Outside that, if you had me put a piece of something together, I mean, it'd look terrible. Aren't, don't y'all think God, me and Brother Wilson, Brother Laddie's not decorating this table? I know we're happy, aren't we? Brother, I'm telling you, listen, I mean, I don't know why, but when it comes to things like that, I mean, hey, I, I walked in a store the other day, and I was going to buy my wife uh, uh, something, so I went over to the jewelry section, and I thought, I'll buy her a piece of jewelry. And I looked at all that jewelry. I said, man, I don't know. I thought, man, I'll buy the wrong thing. I couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't real. And the prices don't really tell the truth anymore. And I asked that lady, I said, is this real? She said, she looked at me and she said, it's real. And I thought, I don't know if she's telling me the truth. So I said, well, I won't buy, I'll buy her something to wear. I went over to that section and I looked at that and I said, forget that. We're not doing that neither. <laughs> you know what I did? I bought her candles. Because I can do candles. I was over sniffing them candles. Son, that woman was looking at me. I mean, I know she's nervous because here I was a man in the jewelry section. Here I was a man in the women's section. I'm over here and I finally, I said, hey ma'am, I'm buying these for my wife, not me, okay? So nobody gets nervous. I sniffed them candles and I, I thought, well, I can figure out the candle. And I, and I bought that for her and I said, hey, I bought you something. And, uh, Anything above a candle, I do a gift card. Can we get an amen right there? Because you can't go wrong with gift cards. But you know, life, thank God for women. They're different. And God made them different. And I think a spirit-filled man understands that. He don't get as frustrated when his wife don't understand something the way he understands it. He don't get as frustrated when she has more questions than he has. I think a spirit-filled woman understands that about a man, that he's not as complex with life. And I read something one day that made all the sense in the world. It said when two people get married, said it's like two great rivers colliding. And said when they collide, said man, that water's a churning and everything's a swelling. And I mean, said it's just total chaos. Well, I mean, I'm loving this right now. <laughs> said it is total chaos as them two great rivers come together. 
but said after a while, they begin to merge together. They begin to learn each other's current. And together they make a mighty force. You know, that's the way marriage is. You fall in love, you love each other. You can't wait to get married. Then when you get married, life sets in. And you have to learn each other. And you have to figure life out with God's help. And both things begin to... But I'm going to tell you something about them two rivers. They never flow smoothly until those two individuals are filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll fuss and fight to the graveyard if you don't let God take control of your life. If you don't get a personal walk with God and get in a book and get a prayer life and get a Bible reading time, you'll never be the husband God wants you to be. You'll hinder your homes what you'll do. You'll dwarf your children and you'll hold back your wife from being what she could be for God's glory. Wife, if you don't get a personal walk, and I mean a personal walk with God, you'll be a liability to your husband. You'll be a nag to him. You may not mean to be, but your fears and your worries because of a lack of faith will do nothing more than just pull him down. Yes, he's a strong shoulder to lean on, but God is an even stronger shoulder. And there's sometimes, I'm not a woman, but I know this much. There's sometimes that even as a wife, you'll have to find a stronger shoulder and there's only one than your husband. And you'll have to do like the songwriter said. You'll have to take your burdens to the Lord and you'll have to leave it there. And you'll have to tell God about it. That's the security system for the home tonight. I'm not going to finish, but the results tonight is an attitude of worship, an attitude of thanksgiving, and an attitude of satisfaction. Do you know tonight that... um, when you meet a couple that's filled with the Spirit, you know what you walk away with? A sense of satisfaction in that home. People that are filled with the Spirit, we can name people tonight around this room that I think we would all agree with that they have a happy home. They're Spirit-filled people. Their happiness is not known by their automobiles that they drive, the nice house they live in or the good paying job, or any of those things in life. But what makes them happy is the Lord. I wish people could figure that out tonight. That He is really what makes a home tonight. Brother, I'm telling you to have the presence of God. It's good to have a good church to go to and have the presence of God in your church. But I'll tell you what's even better is when you can feel it in your home. When God is real at the home. I tell you what, tonight I I really feel this in my heart. There's probably a husband and a wife. If you'd go home and clean some things out of your house. I mean, if you'd throw some things in the trash can tonight. If you throw some DVDs in the trash can. If you throw some trashy CDs in the trash can. If you get rid of some of that country western music and that Get rid of all that rock, soft rock. I don't care if it's soft rock or heavy metal. I don't care what it is. If you quit watching some of those television shows. TV is so wicked nowadays. The filth that's on those things now. 
If you'd go to your wife and say, hey, I want, I want you to know the password to my cell phone. Put some accountability on them phones. Quit dabbling in the things you're dabbling in. I'm going to tell you something. You'll love your wife more. You'll thank God for her. There's something about getting on your knees every day and saying, Lord, thank you for no leader. God, thank you for Noel. Thank you for Celeste. Thank you for Brian. Thank you for Grant. Thank you for them little rug rats. Lord, help them be good today. Help them to get less whippings. You know, there's something about that when you start going through that prayer list and praying for them. You, start, you don't even realize it, but you start counting them blessings. Oh, God's been good to me. Amen. He's been good to you, hasn't he? You start thanking God for those things. How about it tonight? I want us to come and get us a song ready. You see, the only, the only number one security system in our home tonight is that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. We never know what a day we're going to face, how it can affect our lives and those that we live with. We must. It must be a priority for us to be filled with the field. God, I can't. When you start say, telling God how much you can't do, Quit trying to do. I can't, I can't be the husband that that preacher preached about. I can't be the wife. God, you can be it through me, and you'll have to be. You'll have to be, Lord. If I ever measure up to be the wife that you want me to be, the husband you want me to be, God, you're going to have to do this through me, not just today, but tomorrow. And boy, when you lean on Him, He helps you so much. He helps you, and it's, so, it's a whole lot easier with Him helping you and trying to do it yourself. I, I pray tonight as we stand, don't let it be a noose around your neck tonight. Surrender to Him and say, Lord, do through me what I cannot do in myself. And He'll do that for you. He'll do it while we sing.